Carl Lamar. The Kate Daly Show, where telling the truth is now a revolutionary act. The Kate Daly Show starts now. Americans yearn to explore life's deepest truths and to say their entertainment or their idea of entertainment is sex and violence and crime is an insult to their goodness and intelligence. We are people who believe love can triumph over hate, creativity over destruction, and hope over despair. And that's why so many millions hunger for God's good news. I've always believed that we were, each of us put here for a reason, that there, there is a plan, somehow a divine plan for all of us. I know now that whatever days are left to me belong to him. I also believe this blessed land was set apart in a very special way. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Welcome on back. Yes, of course, we had to ask Jonathan Gray back uh, for another uh, segment of the show because we just can't leave it. We just can't leave it there. And uh, Jonathan Gray, if you're just joining us in this hour, is a international explorer. He's been at this for 37 years. Uh, so he's talking about some incredible discoveries, uh, things that have been discovered, um, and uh, the Ark of the Covenant, and of course, a 2,000-year-old document. Uh, and so as he goes through and finishes the story, Story of, of Joseph kind of discloses that. Welcome back to the program, uh, Jonathan Gray. The website is beforeus.com and also Dead Men's Secrets is the book. You got to get it. Uh, Jonathan is just an incredible, uh, incredible storyteller and also making sure that we realize that these discoveries have been made. I love this. Welcome back, Jonathan Gray. Thank you, Kate. Absolutely. So we must continue on with that story. Now, where were we on the story? Oh, gosh, I knew you were going to ask me that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I actually don't remember where we were at, Um, but we were you were uh, talking about this uh, 2000 year old document. We were we were leading to that and we had talked about the Ark of the Covenant. All right. Let's get into that. Okay. Now, um, these people actually uh, who had a detailed account concerning Jesus life death and subsequent events uh, were put on a boat to uh, die at sea but they landed in France went to the safety of the British Isles from there and took with them their precious documents okay now in 1664 the Roman Catholic Synod of Whitby ordered the guardians of these records to surrender them because they were not in Latin, and so they had to be burnt. Nothing that was not in Latin was allowed to survive in England at that time. And so they did surrender some documents, but they continued to carefully guard the most precious of them. And they stayed underground during those persecutions until ultimately some documents were smuggled out of Britain and into New Zealand. Now, we do not know what date this occurred, but in the 1980s and 1990s, our teams in Jerusalem were excavating and surveying the sites of Jesus' crucifixion and burial. 
And after this, we followed an impression. We were living in Australia at the time. We followed an impression to relocate our working base to New Zealand mm-hmm. and specifically to the same Spot X, if I called it Spot X. Okay. Uh, the same place where the documents were, but we didn't know anything about the documents. Now, we were not aware that the Guardians were there, nor that they even existed. Then in 1998, so there's two things arrived at this particular spot in New Zealand. First, the documents with the Guardians who were looking after them. And then we felt we we, get, we received a strong impression. My wife actually received the impression we've got to go to this spot. We've got to go to New Zealand and there to that spot. And uh, we believe the Lord was leading us in this because we had no idea why we should go to that spot. Hmm. Uh, then in 1998, Peter, a Perth University lecturer, Peter Golden actually, discovered 11 months before the event that certain Australian government figures were involved in plotting a massacre of Australians in Bali. Wow. And uh, because he grew up in Canberra, the capital of Australia, and went to the same school as somebody in the government that was a good friend, he told them what he had discovered, what he had found. And he was asked to present a written report. So he presented a 5,000-page report to this official, whom he trusted. And uh, then, a few days later, the police in Western Australia, where he was, the opposite side of Australia, came knocking on his door and says, Mr. Golden, uh, we know that you've done nothing wrong, but uh, we've heard that there's a contract out on your life now to silence you because you've found something dangerous. Oh, my gosh. Hmm. So Peter was forced to flee for his life with his six-year-old daughter, Katie, from Australia to New Zealand. And you know what? He ended up at specifically, coincidentally, in the same spot X. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. So, so there's three ingredients, a document and us and this university professor, oh all my. coming to the same place and we don't know why. Yeah. Now in spot X, Peter was thrown unexpectedly into close proximity to the guardians who allowed him to exit. It's a long story, it's a beautiful story, but um, I'm just cutting it short. Mm-hmm. They allowed him to access their 2,000-year-old history records. And in Spot X, again, totally unaware of what Peter has just seen, we stumbled into contact with Peter and shared with him our Jerusalem expedition pictures. And as Peter went into retreat and reflected, firstly on the Guardian's papers and then on our expedition findings, there leapt out at him an absolutely startling connection. Our expedition findings concerning the Garden Tomb and the Ark of the Covenant were amazingly related to what the documents were talking about. Oh, my gosh. And Peter excitedly contacted us to announce that his linking up of the Guardian's documents with our expedition photos not only clearly vindicated the New Testament books, Mm -hmm. but but cross-confirmed the discovery claims that we were making. Oh, my. Wow. And it also appears to throw light on another long-held mystery. 
the 1,500-year-old mystery of Britain's King Arthur and the whereabouts of the legendary Holy Grail. And Peter says, oh, my contact with the Glastonbury group was through a third party who had bought a house previously owned by a family in the Guardians group. But he now has left New Zealand, and because of that, and because of the politically awkward nature of my attempted assassination in Spot X, because they tried to kill, they caught up with him in Spot X and tried to kill him there, Mm -hmm. the door of opportunity into the group has probably been closed. And the group members are very secretive because they've survived for nearly 2,000 years by being careful. And some like, someone like me with bullet holes through his windows doesn't fit in with the group wanting to keep a low profile. So, <laughs> <laughs> meanwhile, there took place an amazing twist of events. Mm-hmm. Although uh, the owner of that house had left the area, by some wonderful providence, his, the house had not sold, so he found himself coming back to Spot X. And uh, now, through a series of events, we bumped into this man having heard the story and he was friendly to us but more importantly through his graciousness we were granted access to the guardians oh wow wow (laughs) and to our astonishment the spokesperson for the group was already expecting me to phone her because she wanted to buy my book (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) and would you believe by an absolutely amazing coincidence she already Mm-hmm. had heard our lecture on the Ark of the Covenant before in earlier. Well, that's a coincidence. Wow. <laughs> yes. Oh, and, my. And, and so while uh-huh. we've been praying to meet her, she'd mm-hmm. been trying to find out more about us. <laughs> that, isn't that <laughs> neat? Wow. amazing. Yeah, I, I love those. I love those kinds of stories. And I and before you go too, I, I also have to have you comment on the, the geopolitics of going what's going on today because we're going to be talking about that in this hour, Iran and, and Israel because we we were talking about that in the last hour, the Ark of the Covenant and what that means to to Israel. Did you want to uh, talk about that at all, Jonathan? Yes, yes. Okay. Yeah, yes, I'll 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 give a, a brief summary okay. on that. The, the Bible actually speaks, the book of Revelation talks about the three woes, and uh, Christians down through the ages have actually related the uh, the, the, the locust uh, people, mm-hmm. uh, and the Bible excel, tells us who they are as, as the Muslim organization, uh, and that they will become very, very powerful, and there'll be three... Uh, three attacks on the West, and the third attack will be uh, when. Um, uh, well, first of all, there'll, there'll be an there'll be an attack uh, in the Middle East uh, mm-hmm. on on Christians and Westerners. Mm-hmm. That's that's in the Scripture. Sure. Then there'll then there'll be another attack which will protect them, uh, and uh, then there'll be a third one which is called the third woe. And the Muslims actually believe it too. They say, well, our name we call it the third jihad. Hmm. Now, jihad means holy war. Right. And now it's going to start from Turkey. And uh, it's interesting that uh, President uh, Erdogan is actually saying that he is going to fulfill the prophecy that's in the Bible. Yeah. Hmm. He is determined to do it. He's determined to take Jerusalem and make Jerusalem the headquarters of the Muslim world, of a world government ruled by Muslims. That's his plan. And uh, they're going to do it, first of all, by infiltrating, coming in over the walls and infiltrating the West. 
Uh, well, we know what's been going on the last couple of years in Europe. Europe is actually so well infiltrated now that all they have to do when they're told from Jerusalem to rise up and slaughter those that, that are around them, that they will do it and take over. And the same in America. They're, they've been infiltrating through from the Mexican end mainly. And uh, it's interesting that uh, your president... Uh, Trump. Uh, mm -hmm. Trump is talking about a wall to be built. And the Bible talks about this wall, how they'll climb over the wall and they'll come into the cities. Mm. Now, the, the, the prophecies do say that they'll, first of all, they'll take Jerusalem mm -hmm. and they will make Jerusalem their holy city. This means there's no room for Israel. They, they don't want Israel in there. They, they're going to take right. over. That's their plan. And uh, the scripture says that uh, they will come in and uh, sit there and uh, then there will be a third world war. And finally, they are destroyed and the Vatican sits from Jerusalem and then the Vatican is destroyed. Uh, that is the Bible prophecy. And without going into any further detail on sure. that, it sums it up. Wow. I so appreciate you staying and, and coming on. A lot of food for thought uh, yep. as today's events un unfurl, which we'll be talking about on the show. And we'll have you join us soon because I think people really enjoy um, thinking bigger picture and, and having you come on and, and, and talk about these discoveries, these things that are not uh, talked about in mainstream that obviously, you know, I don't expect mainstream to do anything benevolent. But thank you for coming on and talking about these things. And I really appreciate the work that you do. Um, people can find you on beforeus.com. Is that right? Yes, that's right. Before you, us, two words, and then also Dead Men's Secrets. Get the books. Uh, pretty astounding stuff to think about. And, of course, you're going to want to listen to this again <laughs> on podcast, which you can grab today on katedallyradio.com. Jonathan Gray, it's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you, Kate. Really appreciate you. And I'll uh, be right back on the Kate Daly Show. Amazing to talk to. In fact, next time I'll have him for two hours because it's just too much. There's just so much there to talk about, uh, like you said. By the way, get to the website, katedallyradio.com, and go to Fruit Greens and order up because I know you need it. Uh, Fruit Greens is 20 fruits and vegetables that you can take, and uh, it's, it's down to just a couple of uh, supplements that you can take a day. But you're getting 20 dehydrated fruits and vegetables, broccoli and spinach and everything you don't want to eat today, like uh, kale. You know how yummy kale is. <laughs> All of these things, like uh, dehydrated down into capsule form. Plus, it gives you a huge amount of energy right off the bat. You're going to notice energy, energy, energy when you start taking this uh, product. And it will last throughout the day and doesn't drop you like caffeine does. It's amazing. Get uh, fruit greens, order up, and put in the code, code word Kate, K-A-T-E. And when you put in the code word Kate, you get 25% off. So, my gosh, click on fruit greens. It's right on the website, katedallyradio.com, and it'll take you right there. You can learn all about it. When you order, put in Kate, K-A-T-E. Um, we'll take your calls because I want to discuss the Iran deal. And I was glad that Jonathan kind of went about it from a uh, from a Christian uh, scripture sort of um, avenue, um, because uh, th those of you that are that that understand scripture and how things play out probably found that pretty intriguing and interesting, uh, where you were probably nodding your head. And uh, and here we all come from different faiths, and and nonetheless, uh, you know, there are some scriptural accounts of what's to come. And so, on the heels of that, and 
knowing that um, that that Trump um, pulled us out of the Iran deal. See, it seems that the globalists want us to stay in the deal concocted by Obama. Kerry's over there being a total, uh, I don't even know what else to say, but treason, um, trying to act like Secretary of State, even though he's not. Why in the world was John Kerry in Iran? What was he doing if he knows that whatever he's doing can't amount to anything? Because it's A, treason, and B, um, it's uh, fruitless. I mean, why do you think he was over there? Well, the the only legitimate reason that I can think of from his perspective is to just stir up controversy for the president. Yeah. I don't see any other reason. I don't He has either. no authority. There's... He has no position in government, which yeah. of course makes what he's doing the Logan illegal Act, according the Logan to Act. the Logan Act. Mm-hmm. So, who kn- what I don't understand though, mm-hmm. everybody seems to agree he's in violation of the Logan Act. Right. So why isn't why he... isn't he in jail? <laughs> Why hasn't he been arrested? They're all Teflon. They don't go to jail. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it is pretty amazing that, that you could do that and then, of course, not be subject to anything. And while everybody's saying, yes. by the way, you're in violation of the Logan Act. Yeah, when mainstream even points yeah. out that you're basically, um, basically guilty of treason, it's pretty amazing that nothing happens. This isn't just, you know, other people. Vo- no, this is even no. mainstream voicing, well, hey, yeah. mainstream never gets anything right. So, hey, I'm just saying that you're right. It, it, nothing ever pans out from that. 888-673-1450. 888-673-1450. Let me go ahead and play some of this. These were some of the reasons why Trump uh, decided to pull out of the deal. And then I also want to get your take on what you think, um, what you think is going to happen next. Uh, it seems that all the information came from Israel. Israel, and uh, which the arch enemy of Iran would be Israel. And also, um, the globalists seem to want to keep him in this deal, and he's pulling out of this deal. Mm-hmm. I always like it when you don't do what the globalists want, but what do you think will happen with this? These were Trump's reasons today. My fellow Americans, today I want to update the world on our efforts to prevent Iran from acquiring a nuclear weapon. The Iranian regime is the leading state sponsor of terror. It exports dangerous missiles, fuels conflicts across the Middle East, and supports terrorist proxies and militias such as Hezbollah, Hamas, the Taliban, and Al-Qaeda. Over the years, Iran and its proxies have bombed American embassies, and military installations, murdered hundreds of American service members, and kidnapped, imprisoned, and tortured American citizens. The Iranian regime has funded its long reign of chaos and terror by plundering the wealth of its own people. No action taken by the regime has been more dangerous than its pursuit of nuclear weapons and the means of delivering them. In 2015, the previous administration joined with other nations in a deal regarding Iran's nuclear program. This agreement was known as the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, or JCPOA. In theory, the so-called Iran deal was supposed to protect the United States and our allies from the lunacy of an Iranian nuclear bomb a weapon that will only endanger the survival 
of the Iranian regime. In fact, the deal allowed Iran to continue enriching uranium and, over time, reach the brink of a nuclear breakout. The deal lifted crippling economic sanctions on Iran in exchange for very weak limits on the regime's nuclear activity and no limits at all on its other malign behavior, including its sinister activities in Syria, Yemen, and other places all around the world. In other words, at the point when the United States had maximum leverage, this disastrous deal gave this regime, and it's a regime of great terror, many billions of dollars, some of it in actual cash, a great embarrassment to me as a citizen and to all citizens of the United States. A constructive deal could easily have been struck at the time, but it wasn't. At the heart of the Iran deal was a giant fiction that a murderous regime desired only a peaceful nuclear energy program. Today, we have definitive proof that this Iranian promise was a lie. Last week, Israel published intelligence documents long concealed by Iran, conclusively showing the Iranians' regime and its history of pursuing nuclear weapons. The fact is, this was a horrible, one-sided deal that should have never, ever been made. It didn't bring calm, it didn't bring peace, and it never will. In the- what are your thoughts? I I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, Iran has, and even though all the information came from Israel, I mean, that's mm-hmm. to be expected. They're the ones that are going to get nuked. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, they had. If you even if you go from a biblical point of view, mm-hmm. Israel's the target, right? So, of course, they have more skin in the game, and they're going to be doing the most spying and get the most information. Yeah. What's your take? 888-673-1450. I'd love to get your take on this. Hi, caller. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Go right ahead. I'm glad the president mentioned the cash. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the Obama pallets of cash that mm-hmm. were sent over. I mean, you can lubricate a lot of people, all these new immigrants to Europe up with, like, you know, small arms, automatic weapons, grenades and stuff. They can throw quite a party. Yes. With that kind of cash. Mm hmm. Yeah. And what do you think uh, Kerry was over there doing, knowing that he's obviously not Secretary of State? What do you think he was doing? He's just a no good rat fink. (laughs) No good rat fink. No, a traitor. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Anyway, thank you. I really appreciate the call. Uh, Yeah. Um, Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. What's your take? Yeah, I know that we look at uh, Israel being the target, mm-hmm. but don't forget, uh, Saudi Arabia is also the target okay. of Iran. Okay. Yeah. And that's that's it goes back because the Shiites and the Sunnis. That's the main reason mm-hmm. why all the, a lot of this stuff is forming. You know, we have all these problems. Is it's a two factions in the same religion, kind of like the Protestants and the Catholics. Mm-hmm. Same idea. Fighting right. over a point of doctrine. Right. Yep. Right. Yeah. And that's 
that's really, I mean, people forget that the uh, Saudi Arabians in there in uh, Iran hate each other as much as the uh, Israelis and the uh, uh, rest of the Arab world don't mm-hmm. get along. The yes. Sunnis and the Shiites do not get along. Yes, 100%. Yep, absolutely. Right, thank you. Yep, mm-hmm. thank you. Appreciate it. Appreciate your takes. 888-673-1450. Weigh in. What did you think about today's events in pulling out of the Iran deal, saying that, no, we need something different? I, you know, the, the, this last caller, and, mm-hmm. and he made a really valid point. But the, that's, that's a problem for the rest of the world because it's very difficult for the rest of the world to see the differences mm-hmm. between the, the Shiites and the Sunnis. Yes, I would have to agree. Yeah, it is very, very difficult. We've had many guests on the show. Yes. I'm um, talking about that very thing and have done a lot of podcasts on this. But um, y- yes, it's very intricate, complicated. Mm-hmm. And um, um, wow, it's just... I think for us over here, um, it's so difficult. I, I'll tell you a couple of things though, um, and and Ron Paul was even talking about this and and giving kudos to this, that Trump was cutting off the funding for Syria's white helmets, which we know <laughs> um, from Syrians that have been on the show. The white helmets were the ones that basically won the Oscar for the documentary sure. about. It was about the white helmets, and uh, also um, very much so that they were sort of heralded as the as the the saving grace coming in to save the people when when many of them are the terrorists That's right. coming out of Turkey, by the way, and the Kurds. So <laughs> it gets really interesting and complicated, doesn't it? But he pulled funding from them. That was a fantastic move. Hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, I called last week, uh, and I got cut off because of uh, the terrain. Um, I worked special operations for many years, Okay. and I was involved I was involved with CNDWI, which is Critical Nuclear Weapons Design Information. Okay, sure. And I, I said then, and I'll say it again, whoever concocted this deal in the first place is a traitor, mm-hmm. dirtbag, and an idiot. Now, Terry <laughs> is a globalist, and in fact, he was asked to leave at one stage, yeah. Special Operations Association and the SEAL Association. And it was like goodbye, good riddance, because he actually, as you know, testified before Congress lied through a speech that we committed atrocities and like that. This president you have in 25 years will have the reputation of Ronald Reagan or perhaps even better, mm-hmm. because you cannot trust the Islamic world, period. Anybody who has a Koran mm-hmm. or spent any time there, and I've done both, will tell you that their first allegiance is to Islam, first, last, and always. And right now, a lot of their leaders are waiting for the 12th Imam. Have you ever heard of him? Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, they're waiting for the 12th Imam to come out of hiding or the gypsy dumpster or wherever he's hiding. <laughs> and in order to do that, they figure if they trigger a nuclear war, starting with Israel, he'll make everything right, blah, blah, blah. Right. Now, the problem with all of that, of course, is it ain't going to happen like that. If we have a nuclear war, which globalists wish to start there, mm-hmm. uh, it's the uh, massive influx of weaponry at the American uh, uh, consulate, where a couple of our brothers went down for that a little while ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was more or less the beginning of ISIS. That wasn't Syrian rebels or right. anything like that. Yep. Nothing like that at all. It was the beginning of ISIS. Mm-hmm. and gave them the leverage to get in there. Now, my cousin is a professor at Dubai University. He's married to a Syrian girl. Mm-hmm. They will tell you Assad is a bit of a bad guy, but he is nothing like a bad guy that people think. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, this, yeah. Is, this is what the globalists are doing. They want to start a nuclear war in the Middle East because they think they can control it. But they're forgetting something as clever as they think they are. Globalists being uh, secular types do not understand parochial. And they do not, uh, they think they can manipulate Islamic extremists. Not a chance. Mm-hmm. You can't, you can't manipulate extremists of any kind, no matter what you do. Yeah. So this isn't looking good, but they, I feel good, my comrades feel good. We're going to have a celebration tonight in honor of our commander-in-chief. There you go. Thank you so much. really appreciate that. And, yes, uh, Syrians will say that Assad never gassed his people, wouldn't gas his own people. And uh, some might not agree with all of his policies, might not agree with him as as president of their country, but he was duly elected, and they do stand by him, by the way, for the most part. Well, that caller had too much right to be wrong. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We're going to come back. I want to talk about uh, there was an article written about about today, about what would happen today. And you'll be kind of interested to, to hear what uh, this person has to say, actually. He's actually with Ron Paul, so this will be a very interesting take. And uh, we'll be right back uh, on The Kate Daly Show, katedalyradio.com. Welcome back to the Kate Daly Show. Ah, my sentiments today. Um, Well, welcome back, and we'll take your calls, of course, 888-673-1450. I've got Uncle Milty in. And uh, I want to take you back 12 years ago, before Obama uh, traitor administration came into play, and and back, even even far back into the Bush years. Bush Bush did not have a successful (laughs) amount of years in the Middle East, but about 12 years ago, um, in the Middle East, uh, Syria was at peace with its neighbors. This is coming from an article um, from somebody somebody with uh, the the Ron Paul camp to kind of give you a different version of today, what they thought um, was going to happen today, and what would happen if we pulled out of the deal. And they said the United States, happy to outsource, uh, you know, torture to Assad as part of the war on terror. Turkey was a democracy. Russia mostly a non-player in the region. Didn't hear much about Russia. And Iran was timidly facing the American military on two of its borders. Um, and this author said, you know, there is more that looks like strategy in in 2030. Even assuming Iran could uh, surreptitiously keep its nuclear development, you know, going such to to pop out of the cake in 12 years with a nuclear surprise. Washington's demand for an indefinite extension of limits on Iran's nuclear activities is political theater. So what it was talking about was coming May 12th, the foreign policy crisis is what they were saying. And this is author Peter Van Buren. He said President Donald Trump's likely decision, um, and actually it came in today, uh, to not continue waiving sanctions on Iran under the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action will significantly increase the chances of war. The 2015 Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action that was signed by Russia and China and most of Western Europe requires the American president to certify every three months nuclear Iran's nuclear program in compliance with the deal. In return, the next quarter's economic sanctions are waived against the Islamic Republic. And so this came courtesy of Obama. Earlier this year, Trump warned that he was waiving sanctions for a final time, setting a May 12th deadline for significant changes in the agreement to be made. So failing those changes, Trump's non-signature would 
trigger sanctions to snap into place. So the changes Trump is insisting on reduce Iran's ballistic missile capability, renegotiate the deal's end date, and allow unrestricted inspections are designed to force failure, says this author. And you can disagree. 888-673-1450. I want to go over you know some different takes on this so that we can really dial this in. Iran's ballistic missile program was purposely never part of the Joint Comprehensive Plan of Action, as uh, learned during the Cold War, trying to throw every problem into the same pot assured no agreement could ever be reached. Trump trying to add the missile program on three years after the agreement was signed in wholly outside the norms of diplomacy and the art of dealmaking. Ballistic missile capability lies at the heart of Iran's defense. Sanctions have already kept the country from fielding any significant air force in memories of Tehran of Iraqi airstrikes on its cities in 1980 when Iran lacked um, the capability um, to uh, to retaliate lie deep. The missile program is the cornerstone of Iranian self-preservation and thus understood to be non-negotiable. While the 2030 agreement end date is to what the Trump, Trump administration is to a ticking time bomb. Iran will nefariously lie in wait, springing all into nuclear status 12 years from now, leaving aside the original agreement that was was negotiated with such a deadline and American policy has generally been for presidents to honor agreements in place as they take office the worry over an Iran of the future going nuclear is only drama what do you say Uncle Melty I say he's wrong <laughs> okay no okay. I, you know here's here's yeah, the that's thing why I wanted to bring this up the ballistic missile uh, okay mm-hmm. We, we ran into this with North Korea. North Korea was blustering. They had mm-hmm. tested nuclear. We knew they had nukes. Mm-hmm. They had the bombs. Mm-hmm. They had no delivery. Okay. What stopped them? The lack of delivery. So if we let this go on mm-hmm. and Iran can develop a ballistic missile system for delivery, then they don't have to create a bomb. They can just buy one. <laughs> And hook it on the tip of their missile that they've made and deliver Mm -hmm. it. Delivery is more important than the bomb itself. Okay. And that was left out of this agreement. So Peter Van Buren goes on to say that um, the likely effects of walking away from the agreement are global. Iran may immediately kickstart its nuclear program. Tehran's uh, hegemonic efforts in Iraq, Yemen, Lebanon, Syria would remain untouched, if not intensify in retaliation. Iran's current missiles will still be able to reach Jerusalem. What do you think? Well, their current missiles can reach mm-hmm. Jerusalem. So, um, the the whole thing is you have to stop it all, mm-hmm. but you can't leave out the ballistic missile. Right. You just can't leave that out of the deal. Okay, go ahead and make your missile. Okay. No problem. Yeah. So, in this article, he says the odds of North Koreans agreeing to a nuclear deal decrease... Which actually isn't accurate. So imagine being the new State Department envoy sitting across from an experienced North Korean diplomat trying to answer the question, what is to say you don't do this to us in three years? There's no such thing as an experienced North Korean diplomat, number one. <laughs> I knew you were going to say Well, there Go isn't. Ahead. They've never been diplomatic about anything. Yeah. So I don't think this affects North mm-hmm. Korea one bit. North Korea has never been involved in the Middle East. They've, mm-hmm. they've really never been involved in any world activities. They're just uh, isolated, and they've mm-hmm. come to the conclusion that they want to be free. Okay. 
What was Obama's intention with the the horrifying deal that he did put forth with the cash pallets over to Iran? What was he really trying to do? Valerie Jarrett, his his always around him aide from Iran, actually um, interesting person to always have in every single f- a foreign uh, diplomat meeting and also any meeting at all in Washington. No one realized her power there um, from Iran. But what was what was your take on what they truly wanted? What did they really want? Out of that they wanted to fund the terrorists mm-hmm. just like all. they'd been doing with isis that's right yeah that was it hmm and what say you 888-673-1450 you can weigh in live 888-673-1450 um the, so you'll go ahead the caller that said that the globalists think they can if they let the nuclear war start in the middle east that they think they can control it mm-hmm. and i think he's right I think they do think they can control it. And I think he's right when he said they couldn't. Because you don't know which direction that thing will go when it starts going. Yeah. Once once you let the cat out of the bag, you never know where it's going to run to. Hmm. Okay. All right. Let's take a caller. Hi, caller. Welcome to the Kate Daly Show. Go right ahead. Hi, Miss Kate. Hi there. What's your take? So my take is war's always been profitable for somebody. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people are, are banking on the might of the United States to win a war with Iran and all their little allies to make a lot of money for themselves. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, there's going to be a lot of land with a lot of oil on it that they can take away. Okay. And that's where I think this was all trying to go, was for, like, people to have oil rights that didn't have oil rights before. So they could be a lot like these uh, imams in Saudi Arabia, full of oil money. Mm-hmm. Okay. That, right. yeah. Interesting. Okay. Thank you. I <laughs> uh, appreciate that. Uh, what do you think? 888-673-1450. You can certainly weigh in. Um, here's another take, and this is actually coming from Iran. This <laughs> is interesting. <laughs> For 40 years, we've said and repeated that Iran always abides by its commitments, and the U.S. never complies. Our 40-year history shows us Americans have been aggressive towards the great people of Iran and our region. Um, interesting. Okay. Trying to get all takes so that we can uh, we can see uh, what's, what's really going down here. And, and how you really feel about this. I always agree in seeing it from all different shades. Um, because I think it's important. You, you've got to be able to um, understand the other side and understand what they're saying and, and thinking. Now, a lot of, of uh, inf- some information has come forth that Iran trying to skirt the, the deal tried to build certain things in Syria. Right. Trying mm-hmm. to build some nuclear uh, bombs in Syria. They were trying to skirt the deal so it wasn't inside the boundaries of Iran. So interesting. And now Trump is saying that the evidence coming in that he's seeing is kind of alluding to that, really, is, is, is saying, look, we've already found that they've been trying to skirt the, the deal. Yeah, hmm. I don't I don't pay too much attention of anything that actually comes from Iran. <laughs> OK, well, All right. you know, they, they're a, they're a theocracy. Mm hmm. You can't trust the theocracy, and throughout history, they've been nothing but trouble. After the Shah went down as the last monarch, mm-hmm. and it turned into a theocracy, there's no trusting them. 
So they took it back in 79. So we've been trying to have we've been trying to do a regime change. Bolton has been talking for the last 18 years about doing a regime change in Iran. What's your take on that? You can't do a regime change on a theocracy. You can't do it. It's it just doesn't work. Okay. Uh, let's get your take. 888-673-1450. You still have a few minutes to weigh in on this. Love to get your take um, because Iran is citing the CIA coup against the government there in 1953. They, they say they took it back in 79 and that we have been after this and wanting this and having a psychological war with them. Well, we wanted to get the Shah back in, mm-hmm. and but it never worked. Mm-hmm. Okay. I, you know, I knew a lot of Iranian students in those days mm-hmm. when the Shah went down. They were not happy, and they definitely didn't want to go back to Iran. Yeah. So. Hmm. Okay. Uh, 888-673-1450. 888-673-1450. Welcoming your two cents on this. Uh, this was big news today, and uh, I can see why. There's a lot... There's a lot of different takes on this, too. If you go to international news, uh, a lot of different people have different takes. I was asking Jonathan Gray on the break, what, do you, what did you think of uh, Donald Trump doing this today? And he said, I think Donald Trump's doing the best he can. And he said, I don't think it's going to end pretty, though. Yeah. <laughs> said, uh, we didn't have any more time to talk other than that. But it was kind of interesting as he was going through some of the biblical uh, yeah, you know, evidence stands of, of what's about to happen right. there in that region. Um so this will be interesting to kind of see. Hmm. It's it's uh, an interesting time to be alive. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. And uh, and also um, the white helmets. Uh, you know what? That was a good move. That was a really good move. There's plenty of of evidence, I think, to show that the white helmets were not doing what they what they were reported to do, and that they were actually the people uh, behind um, some of the terrorism going on in Syria. And so that was a great move, by the way. Uh, hi, caller. Welcome to the show. Go right ahead. Yeah, funny that you mentioned that, you know, Iran is a theocracy that's mm-hmm. ran as a democracy. Mm-hmm. When you also have a monarchy that's run as a theocracy, that would be Saudi Arabia, like I was right. speaking about earlier. Uh, yep. you know, here's a country that has all right. kinds of human rights abuses mm-hmm. and all kinds of other things. I was just reading the other day, Saudi Arabia got their first movie theater in the last 30 years, wow. a week and a half ago. Wow. A movie theater. Yeah. Yeah. Something we take for just like, yeah, there's five of them in town. Mm-hmm. The first one in the entire country, and only men are allowed to go to it. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be a woman in Saudi Arabia, I'll tell you that. My worst nightmare. Right. And yet that's that's the side we're picking. And see, that's one of the problems. We're picking a side on this war between the Shiites and the Sunnis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's not our war to be in the middle. Nope. I know. That's why whenever they bring up humanitarian reasons for having a war and our besties are Saudi Arabia, I mean, give me a break, right? I mean, if we were really about humanitarian efforts, uh, we'd be going after all of their abuses yeah, uh, right. to their people, for I sure. Mean, yeah, yeah. These, these people throw homosexuals off of seven-story mm-hmm. buildings. Yeah, 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 that, they do. Yeah, that's, that's not enough to exactly kill you on impact, by the way. Oh. That's just enough to make sure that you will die from the impact. Yeah, it's horrifying. But not, not painful. Mo- yeah, it's horrifying. It's horrifying. It's never what they say yeah. it is. Yeah. Yep, there's a reason we're besties with them, and I think we really need to examine that as a country. Yep, absolutely, 100%. In fact, that's where Hillary got a substantial amount of money. Oh, yeah. Uh, Saudi loves her. Anyway, thank you. Thanks for the, the take. I really appreciate your take. Great take. Yep. Anyway. Yeah, we really do need to 
need to ask some hard questions, don't we? Um, but yes, the uh, the white helmets are unfunded. Um, by the way, in the human uh, sex trafficking, uh, there are there is stuff going on, and maybe I'll attack this a little bit more tomorrow. But an ex judge sentenced to twenty years in human trafficking. Um, mainstream media still won't talk about Allison Mack um, and that whole wow. sex trafficking circuit. Isn't it interesting how they're staying away from that? And I know one of one of Trump's big huge um, issues is tackling all the sex trafficking that's been going mm-hmm. on. And I'm proud of that. That's that's amazing. Good for him. Glad he's glad he cares. Glad he cares uh, that yes. he's doing that. Anyway. More for more for tomorrow. And of course, we'll be talking about a lot of things. We'll actually take your calls tomorrow, too. Be faithful. Be fearless. And of course, grab this podcast of Jonathan Gray. Share it far and wide, too. It's pretty amazing. And uh, make sure you don't miss any part of that. Uh, Of course, have a great night. We'll see you back here tomorrow.